did. Kel, what do you think? Do you think we should uh, we should get into our official live stream of the podcast, the uh, Shred the Mic with uh, Zeke and Kelly podcast? Sure, I think so. I think we can share a couple of things too that we learned from last week. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if that's officially part of the podcast, but um, yeah, let's go. Like Absolutely. as far as as far as comments go, we want you guys to comment. Like we're here for your feedback. We love it. I mean, keep it positive if possible. When you write a comment, if you could just put hashtag sirens, if it was the joke I did about sirens or something so we know which joke you're referring to, even if you're just like, I loved it, just put one word or something so we know which joke it was because sometimes we miss them and we read them later. So that would be helpful for us if you can do that. Based off of what we did last week, somebody I know actually took it up on stage, did some material based off of what we did here in the Mm -hmm. live stream. I did, I did last night. Westside Comedy Theater's uh, awesome open mic that they have. Um, and I actually posted that um, on my Instagram, if you want to see it. There's the raw version on the Shred the Mic podcast, and then what I did with it on stage. And um, it's still being developed, of course. But yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. <laughs> yeah. And it was cool for me to just sort of see, you know, see something come from a, a German of I- an idea to all of a sudden being, you know, a thing that we're doing here, which is, a, you know, a slightly more polished version. So, you know, we've done obviously a little bit of writing on these, these uh, on a premise and then to actually see it on stage less than a week later in some sort of form, <laughs> like did really well. So uh, that was, that was pretty dope to see. So just more proof in the pudding that this is a great tool for us to yeah. develop new material and it actually works. Yeah, yeah. it does. All right, Cal. It's about that time. Are you ready to shred that mic? Oh, am I going first again? Hell yeah. <laughs> Why break right. a good thing? Let's do it. Whew, I think I think I'm ready to All right. shred the mic. Here we go. All right, Cal. We're going to shred the mic in three, two, one. Shred the mic. I posted a joke on TikTok last week about why a vibrator is better than a one night stand. Uh, It was a three-parter because there were a lot of reasons. Um, There was one section that this guy commented on where I say, my vibrator does not sweat on me. It's not a horrible kisser. And it never wants a 69. Apparently, this one really just got under his craw. And he goes, but can it pay the rent? Yeah. So at first, I was like, I'm like... First of all, that's why I put one night stand and not just like human man in general. But... You know what? That's not the point. Okay. What I ended up replying was, uh, nah, it's cool. I do. The point is that I can pay my own rent and I don't need a swinging dick to do it, whether it's made out of flesh or latex. Okay. Or whatever the fuck (laughs) vibrators are made out of. (laughs) Yeah. And like, who does he think is paying my rent now? Like, did he think I was homeless because I was single? Is he concerned for my welfare that there's no dick to pay my rent? Oh my God, was he offering? I may have overreacted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. How, how else are we going to afford this wonderful townhouse in Santa Monica? <laughs> Without some stranger on the internet. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. Next up, so I was setting up my Patreon page the other day and I was just trying to post 
like the the banner photo. So I was posting pictures of me doing stand up, holding a microphone. And it kept saying this may contain graphic content or nudity, like flagging my photo. And I was like, I'm fully clothed, like as I, you know, typically am when I do stand up. So I didn't understand it. I did a couple different ones and then I thought I'd test it out. So I put a picture of me in a bikini and it zoomed in on nothing but flesh. No problem. Didn't flag it. Had no problem with that. So I tried another one of me holding a microphone, flagged it. And you know what I decided? Patreon thought the microphone was a dick. Yeah, that's the only explanation. But then Zeke tested it out. Zeke posted a picture of himself doing stand up, holding a (laughs) microphone. No problem. No problem with that. So apparently they're fine with images of men holding dicks in their face, just not women. You know, Patreon is upholding the patriarchy. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm about to post a picture of me holding an actual dick to just see if it flags it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Patreon. <laughs> so my friend Beth sent me an article about some South Lake Tahoe residents who discovered that there were bears hibernating under their house. And like this story, you guys, there's so much weird stuff happening in this story. Like, so they said that they had heard some odd rumbling and snoring like noises coming from under their house, but they just kind of ignored it. And then at one point they were like, maybe there's one bear under there, but turned out it was a mama bear and four cubs, like four one-year-old cubs, right? So the Bear League, which is like, I think it's a not-for-profit group in Tahoe that basically comes and like helps you remove bears so you don't have to kill them. They show up and this was their quote. They said, the residents didn't realize there were five bears under their house until we got there and told the bears to come out. I'm like, wait, (laughs) you told the bears to come out? Like... First of all, do they speak English? And second of all, why the fuck would they listen to you? Um, but apparently they did. And then the Bear League then uninvited Mama Bear, um, a process that involved being territorial and scary, thereby making the bear believe it's not going to be safe there anymore. Uh, and she emphasized that volunteers never never physically hurt bears, though sometimes we do hurt their feelings. Um, and I just... Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm not sure what to do with that, but it made me laugh a lot. Um, they also said that one of, so three of the cubs were the, the mama bear's biological cubs. One was adopted. It was orphaned that she had adopted last year. I was like, how did they know that? And they were like, well, it's rare, but it does happen. In this case, the cub's biological mother had been hit by a car. And I'm like, how did I know that? Like, how do they know who that bear's mom was? I don't know. I have so many questions about this article, but, you know, that's Tahoe for you. <laughs> Three, two, and one. That's your time, Kelly DeShanley. Wow. <laughs> Shredded. That was so fast. I know. I know. Yeah. Three more things written down. But, oh, wow. Uh, you had a lot of material this week, huh? Yeah, I'll save it for next week. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's see. We can go to the comments real quick. Joanne, uh, it doesn't complain like a little dick either. Hashtag vibrator joke. LOL. Mm-hmm. I yeah, like girl. that. I like I, that. I like that a lot. Thank you, Joanne. Yeah. 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 <laughs> good. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I, uh, 
Yeah, seeing uh, seeing some of this happen in real time, I'm always amazed by people and their comments on the internet and uh, yeah. and their choice. You know, you know, if you've been around the digital space long enough, you've seen what a dumpster fire the comments usually are. So you know, yeah. we, we do what we can. Yeah, <laughs> we take it all with a grain of salt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like a super upsetting comment. It was just really stupid. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's what most comments are on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any other any other feedback for me, Zeke? Let's see. I love I love the idea of people telling bears what to do. I think there's something in there. Yeah. I think Okay. And I, I just really love that tag of them hurting their feelings. We would never hurt a bear physically, but we would definitely hurt their feelings. Mm -hmm. Uh there's just something so self satisfying in that statement. <laughs> just, <laughs> it just tells you a lot about who you're dealing with. But uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I think if there's a way to to get there to the telling of bears, the instructing of bears, have you ever tried to talk to a bear? Have you ever tried to talk to a bear and like no. tell what to do? No, yeah. like for, for me, when I was a kid, my instructions were like, if you see a bear, get as big as you can. And like if you have a coat on, put it on your arms so you look like this big. Uh, throw rocks and yell at it if if you can. And they'll run away like that's. Don't run away. That's apparently it. Um, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. They're black bears. They're not grizzly bears. They're not like super scary bears. But yeah. No, I've never, I've never tried to talk to one. Um, <laughs> I've never tried to reason with a bear. So yeah, you didn't do like a language check. You didn't check to see like uh, parlez-vous français, you know. Right. What uh, if you follow what what the guys? Just a little, little bit. No, nothing. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Yeah, how do I how do I know what what language they even speak? You know, yeah, like yeah. how presumptuous of me to just assume they speak English because we're in the United States. Mm -mm. <laughs> we got we got some more feedback coming in. Marianne laughed at every story. Love that bird. Uh, There's a new you. Berenstein Bear book title in that story. Hashtag oh my bear God, joke, there baby. Is. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Philip, these people were unbearable. You people got jokes. You guys got jokes, guys. I love it. I love, I love it when it. we have comedians in the chat. I love it. <sighs> awesome. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna write those down. Yeah, um, yeah, please. Those are good. Those are good. Yeah, take it up uh, on stage next time we get a chance. Indeed. All right. I think I'm ready, Cal. I think I'm I'm stretched. I'm ready to go. <sighs> feeling strong, feeling good. All right, let me get my let me get my timer going. Okay. All right, coming up next, Zeke Rodriguez Thomas. It's time to shred the mic. Bam, 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 bam. All right, guys. Three, two, one, uh, go. Shred the mic. So we were at a BC alumni networking event recently, and you know it was in a, a local bar, and it's one of those places with terrible sound, no sound treatment at all. So no matter what you say, whether you're four feet away or forty feet away from someone, you can't hear anything that's said. And as we're we're Kelly and I are both like, you know, people who enjoy people and, and get to talk to folks. And as we were going around the circle and trying to be like, hey, what do you do? And this, that and the other. And uh, one of these people got came to Kelly and was just like, hey, what do you do? And Kelly, like she does, she replies, hey, I'm a comedian and a writer. And but again, because of the crappy acoustics, it was completely misread and was received as a comedian underwriter. And I was like, wow, this is the most L.A. specific job in the history of jobs, <laughs> combining the fun and sexy nature of show business 
along with the dry and chaste world of insurance underwriting. (laughs) I was just thinking to myself, I was like, I know comics tend to be like loose cannons and have generally poor decision-making abilities by and large, right? But do they need special insurance? Uh, Are they that much of a liability? And I was like, wait, do I need coverage? Like, (laughs) what are the limits? Is it based on the material that we do? And and then I thought to myself, what would it be like to be a comedian underwriter? And like, you know, you get a new policy application and it's just like, ah, new policy just came in. All right. He's a he's a set of punchline guy. Pretty standard. Nothing out of the ordinary. Okay, Yeah. Some I just broke up with my girlfriend material. Okay, Some light misogyny, but nothing too out of the ordinary. Mm. Oh, fresh take on capers. Okay, I like this guy. Good. Mm. No politics? Good, good. We're safe. We're safe. No COVID. Okay. Ooh, he drops the N-word once at the end of every set. Oh, and he's white. Oh, no. Okay. Cancel his policy. Nope, nope. (laughs) We are not ensuring high probability that he will get slapped. And uh, let's just make sure we don't give him a workman's comp policy. Absolutely not. (laughs) So that's my thoughts on the comedian underwriter i love how things get mishandled okay next thing i wanted to talk about was live journaling i don't remember how many people were on the live journaling train in the early 2000s but uh kelly had a friend in college who live journaled and would post all sorts of things that she didn't want her parents to know about and was honestly shocked shocked and appalled that her parents would find out about something she had put on the internet right and this was early internet. This was like pre-social media, but even me, I'm an idiot. I knew that once it's digital, it's forever, right? I was a maniac. Okay. This is pre-sobriety Zeke. I was, I was a terror. I was a Tasmanian devil of running through people's lives. And even I knew not to post my most scandalous choices on the internet. (laughs) And, you know, for me, I am very lucky. You know, all that I have left are like some still photographs of me running naked through random places and wearing uh, shark costumes. I don't know. It it was a long time ago. (laughs) But it reminded me that I have an ex-girlfriend who live journaled. And man, it just reminded me how cringe it was before I knew what cringe was. The worst part of this was that I don't think she knew that I was reading her life journal while we were going out. And um, the entire arc of our relationship (laughs) was online. Like from the beginning, uh, she would recap things, the middle. And then, of course, there was the after part after we broke up and when she started dating other people. And I have to believe this is where my love of cringe originated. It was (laughs) with live journaling and reading people's most internet inner thoughts. I guess apparently thought no one would read it, would ever pay attention to. And I know I've got no time left, but I will say this. You've got 33 seconds. All right. So we were watching an episode of The Wire recently, like we'd love to do. And there's an episode where McNulty sees his ex-wife with uh, with another man. And Bunk is just like, ah, nah, man, they're probably just good friends. And McNulty's like, nah, he's in that cake right? <laughs> <laughs> with all the authority. And... What we're supposed to figure out is apparently cake is a metaphor for a vagina. 
And I'm just wondering, uh, as I'm out of time here, I'll just wrap up by saying, cake? Really? Cake? I mean, West Coast slang, cake refers to booty, right? Cakes were butts and groceries were boobs. At what point, is this a Baltimore thing? Is this like an early 2000s thing? I don't know. That's time. I don't know, but I'm, I'm still guilty of, uh, of using 20-year-old slang. Guys, that's my time. I'm Ezekiel Rodriguez. Chomis Silva. <laughs> Shredded. I mean, everybody likes cake, though. You know, to quote Shrek. Or I guess that was Donkey. Everybody <laughs> likes cake, you know? Oh, wait, hold on. Doesn't, doesn't Donkey, everybody loves parfait? <laughs> It's it's part of the same. I could recite oh. the whole theme for you, but I won't. But got it, got it, got it. That's right. I know you are a Shrek expert. I am yeah. not. <laughs> Ogres are like onions, and he's just trying to get him to pick something that people like more than onions. So um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 pitch that joke to the Is That Cake show. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, Brick. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a it's good one. It's real. <laughs> Yeah. I like that. Kel, what'd you like? What'd you connect uh, with? Okay, the comedy underwriter was really funny. I think I want to hear more. Like, uh, you kind of went into, like, the process of analyzing one comedian. I also wanted to know more details. Just, like, what does it cover specifically? Like, you told us what it does not cover. White guys saying the N-word. Good call. <laughs> what? Like, what does it cover? And I'm just so curious to hear more about this world of a, a comedy underwriter. And then also, just at the very end, when you said you, like, canceled his policy, uh, I feel like there's a play on words there about mm -hmm. a different kind of canceled. Um, uh, this is a much easier way to cancel comedians or something along yeah, those lines. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, something, something in there. Yeah. Uh, but that part was great, I think definitely like expand more on that and just get like super, super specific. Cause that's really funny. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, a little too much about insurance just from working in production and like <laughs> having to make certificates of insurance all the time and all the various clauses. So I'm sure I can get super specific with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's good. And then the whole live journal part, live journal was so insane at the time. Like I could not understand like, to me, the word journal was your most like secret stuff. So, but then now with social media, how it is now, we're all kind of live journaling. But I think what would be a fun take is like, if someone was live journaling now, like, or like the year 2020, what a big live journal, like what? Cause it was so like groundbreaking and vulnerable then mm -hmm. but like what if it was happening now i guess what would you what would you live journal about if uh you were to use it or yeah. maybe we could hear like an eps an excerpt from your non-existent live journal <laughs> live from journal. the year 2004 you know yeah. like <laughs> the year was 2004 dashboard confessional was my soundtrack like oh, yeah. <laughs> yes and i mean that is kind of based in reality. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, let's go to the comments real quick. Yeah. Let's see. My boy, Maxim, bear under the house, less scary than tech people moving in. The bears don't increase the rent. Mm -hmm. That's true. Social commentary. I love it. <laughs> Maxim, again, comedy underwriters for those that kill and murder. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I may have to use that. I love that.
<laughs> making notes. Is it someone who writes checks to prop a comedian or is it someone who writes for comedians, but under them and handing jokes up from them on stage? That's kind of funny too. If you're yeah. just like, you know, <laughs> almost oh, like literally a, a puppeteer a for a comedian. Uh, just yeah. here you go. <laughs> like analyzing the crowd. What are they laughing at? What are they like? Say this. Like <laughs> that's uh, good. Sort of a Cyrano situation. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Berg's about pitching the Is That Cake show. That was really funny. And then maybe the underwriter, but maybe you don't know what the underwriter does. I wish that the woman who misheard me had asked me a very specific question about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would have been really funny. Okay. And then Maxim says live journal. She's like in Frank. But instead of hiding from the Germans, she's hiding from self-awareness. Ooh. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Maxim, are you sure you don't want to do this? Are you sure you don't want to come right? in and, and do this? I mean, right now you're slaying from afar, which is, yeah. which is, which is great. Yeah, we an underwriter right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I like Philip's note, too, about uh, you know what an underwriter is, but the crowd might not. Exactly, yeah. All good points. Yeah, there's something good. in there. I feel like there's there's a bit in there that's just waiting to to be unlocked. So I'm definitely yep. going to keep that. Yeah. Now you get to play with it. You get to find now, fun. Now in I it. get to play with and it. Get real Hopefully. specific. Well, yeah, we uh, I guess we're wrapping up now. We're going to keep this short as short as possible in general, so that when you guys, you know, do join us for the live stream, we don't take up your entire evening. So yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you for being uh, here. So let's do this. Kel, hey, where can people find you on the Internet? Well, you found me on Instagram. Uh, TikTok, I have the same handle. It's Kelly A. Shanley. Let's see, YouTube, I have a channel there, just Kelly Shanley. Just They have shorts now that are like reels and, you know, full-length videos. So, And then, uh, let's see, on Medium, I have a lot of humor writing up on Medium, just under Kelly Shanley, again. Patreon, I'm in the process of starting a Patreon. So I'll have even more content and, you know, places for you to find me and all that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram. Like you already have Zeke Thomas is rad. TikTok Zeke Thomas is rad on YouTube. Zeke Thomas. And uh, for all your other Zeke Thomas needs, you got ZekeThomas.com, baby. You have <laughs> all the ways of getting in contact with me. But speaking of Patreon, big announcement today. Today is the first day of the launch of my Patreon at Zeke Thomas is rad. So patreon.com slash Zeke Thomas is rad. Guys, very exciting news. I've spent way too much time going live today on YouTube, on Facebook, uh, and now with you guys actually developing new material, which by far is my favorite part of this entire job. But uh, yeah, I got some amazing perks. It's all based off of surfing and shredding and skiing. So I have many tiers starting at $5. I have the Kooks tier. I have the Groms tier at 10. I have the Johnny Utah tier for all you FBI agents out there that just can't wait to shred that gnar. And then I have some ridiculous tiers that I don't expect anybody to do except perhaps my rich uncle. And that's the, uh, <laughs> the, Bodhi, the Bodhisattva tier from Point Break at $99 a month with some crazy access. And then, of course, I have the ludicrous mode, the Harkin Banks tier. For those of you who have not seen Hot Dog the movie, the lead character's name is Harkin Banks. He, uh, he's Go like, see it. Watch it. I feel like I would be spoiling the entire movie if I mentioned anything else. Anyways, he alone is worth $500 a month. <laughs> um, an amazing amount of access. Great perks in there. You have merch available. Let's see. You have... 
programming available from my personal training and functional bodybuilding stuff and a whole bunch of cool stuff. Anyways, go check it out. I would love it if you join me and join the community on there. I've been posting a lot of Patreon-only exclusives, and we'll continue to just use all this to to further our collective stand-up careers, guys. Woo! Cal, how you feeling? Good, good. good that was today. fun. You feel like you got something out of it? I think so, yeah. It's always fun. It's yeah. always fun. Absolutely. I feel like our chat is always key, super clutch. I appreciate all you guys for coming out, supporting us, helping us with joke punch-ups, and just in general, tuning in and supporting. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys, guys are awesome. Will. You guys are yeah. legion. We will see you guys next week, 6 p.m. West Coast time for Shred the Mic with Zeke and Kel. Woo! You. Shred it! <laughs> see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Shred the Mic is written, hosted, and produced by Zeke Rodriguez-Thomas and Kelly Shanley. Audio engineering by Zeke Rodriguez-Thomas for MindJam Media. And when in doubt, shred the mic.